from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I think there's just a stigma. Chilean sea bass. That was actually formerly known as Patagonian toothfish. Yeah, you might not want to eat a toothfish. And, and same with the, um, if you've ever eaten orange roughy, um, those used to be called slimehead fish. Uh, there's an environmental group here called Prairie Rivers Network. They released a statement titled, Those Who Can't Do, Rebrand. <laughs> I'm Rod Milam. The invasive species previously known as Asian carp is undergoing a name change. In Illinois, the new moniker for the water dweller is going to be Kopi. And we have someone here to help explain the why of all of this. Joining me today is Dana Cronin of Harvest Public Media. And Dana is based in Champaign-Urbana at Illinois Public Media. Dana, welcome back to St. Louis on the Air. Thank you so much. Thanks for being with us today. Now, can you give us a little bit of history about the kopi, which, of course, was known as the Asian carp? How did that fish species even make its way into the waterways around here in St. Louis and Illinois and just around the region? Yeah, so kopi were uh, originally imported from Southeast Asia to the United States, um, basically to help clean up waterways here. Um, They primarily lived originally, this was, you know, back in the 1960s and 70s, um, in the southern states in the U.S., Um, but you know, the retention ponds that they were held in in those southern states would flood, and there you know, would be accidental releases of these fish in the 1970s, um, allowing them to, you know, escape their retention ponds and ultimately, uh, you know, swim further upstream and multiply and really infiltrate the Mississippi River system. Is it just that they are existing in the system or are they a threat? You know, they are, they're a threat to our more native uh, fish species. Um, So it turns out that um, Asian carp or kopi, as they're now known, uh, they really thrive in this area. And um, so much so that as much as 70% of the fish biomass in the Mississippi River system is kopi. Um, That's that's a lot of fish. And And by biomass, what do you mean? Yeah, that's the total weight of um, a fish in in a given system. Um, and, and, you know, that that many fish, you know, that that creates a lot of competition for habitat and for food. You know, similar species um, also eat similar things to kopi. And so there's just much more competition for those sources of food. So is it just a threat to food or is it doing anything to the species that currently exist? It's mostly just, you know, that increased competition that that's really crowding out more native species that have been here for much longer. Um, and, and, you know, those populations that we really want to be able to keep up and that we, we don't want to lose here in the Mississippi River system. And, you know, the ultimate 
The goal here really is to prevent this species from entering the Great Lakes. That so far has not happened to our knowledge. Um, You know, Illinois and other states have targeted removal efforts. They have electric barriers in place to prevent that spread into the Great Lakes. Okay, so that's a little bit of the background information, but why undergo a name change to Kopi? And what does Kopi even mean? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, so Kopi is a play on um, the copious amounts of them that exist. Very oh. apt, um, kind of cheeky. Um, and, you know, the the rebrand, it's not a new concept, actually. There have been fish species in the past that, you know, have really infiltrated other systems. And the whole idea here is that there's kind of a, a reluctance, I would say, among fish eaters to eat uh, Asian carp for whatever reason. Is there, um, is there there's no reason behind that, that reluctance I mean, to eat it? You know, I think there, I think there's just a stigma. You know, personally, I've never eaten Asian carp. You don't often find it on, uh, on a menu. Um, and uh, you know, I think that uh, the idea here is that a new name will maybe entice people, fish eaters, to uh, to eat more of this fish and to take them you know, out of our waterways and onto our dinner plates, I guess. Uh, you know, other, uh, if if your listeners have ever eaten Chilean sea bass. I've um, that. Yeah, that was actually formerly known as Patagonian toothfish. Um, that, so, sounds, you know, uh, you, you, that sounds a little more scary. <laughs> and I, I was in yeah. Chile when I actually had it. But yeah, that okay. sounds more frightening. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you might not want to eat a toothfish. And, and same with the, um, if you've ever eaten orange roughy, um, those used to be called slimehead fish. And so, that sounds nasty. So yeah. Yeah, so Asian that? carp, you know, really just the next in a long line of these fish that are getting these major marketing rebrands. Okay. Well, that's a rebrand, but that's a rebrand that is really being undertaken in Illinois, and it seems that Missouri has opted out of that name change, and they're going to stick with calling it an Asian carp. Um, Are there any implications surrounding that decision by the state of Missouri? Yeah, you know, it's it's unclear to me uh, why the Missouri Department of Conservation um, is, you know, deciding not to use the name. Um, I'm I'm really not sure, uh, but you know, there could be repercussions. I think this is absolutely as much of an issue in Missouri as it is in Illinois. Um, and, you know, one one longtime carp researcher I talked to said that at this point we really need anything, <laughs> any tool in the toolbox that we have to remove this species from our waterways. Um, so if this is just one tool in that toolbox, great. Um, but, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, Missouri... Will will stick with its original name, you know. Still, still very much encouraging people to do what they can and and try to eat Asian carp, I guess, um, to to remove that species. But but yeah, at this point, it's unclear to me why they why they aren't picking that up. And for some people, maybe who are unfamiliar with the fish, is this the one where there are people maybe going around in? dammed up areas of rivers or rivers in general and they're electrifying the water and something happens to the fish? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you've seen um, if you've seen photos or maybe videos of fishermen going out to these dammed areas where you know a lot of these um, kopi or Asian carp congre- congregate, um, and they stick an electrical charge in the water, and that causes the fish to <laughs> to fly out of the water. They they jump all around. It's it's quite a scene. One of my colleagues last year was doing a story on carp and so um, experienced it firsthand and she said it was terrifying they were like hitting her in the face while she was on the boat so can't say I recommend that but uh, but yes that's the same species and what happens to the carp once they had been electrocuted were they doing it just to get them out of the water or was anything uh, being done with the carp uh, using that technique you know, that's actually, that's a good question. I'm not sure the answer. I think in this case, um, you know, in some cases it's to um, just gauge, you know, just how many of them there are in a given area. Um, my my sense is that they're okay. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't kill them. It's not like an electrocution. Um, but uh, I'm actually not sure what the exact uh, purpose of that is besides, okay. you know, gauging the amount. Okay, so Missouri has rejected the, the, the name change as far as you can uh, tell. Is there any other opposition to the move to changing um, this, the name of the fish? You know, there has been some opposition, um, specifically from environmental groups uh, here in Illinois. Right after the name changed was announced, uh, there's an environmental group here called Prairie Rivers Network. Um, they're a you know environmental group focused on water, um, and they released a statement titled "Those Who Can't Do Rebrand," <laughs> uh, and the basic sentiment was that you know they they wished that the department would pour you know, the $600,000 that they're spending on this campaign into river health restoration projects um, rather than this robust marketing campaign. Um, And I have this little quote here from, from that statement. It says, if our rivers were understood and managed to be more than agricultural drainage and shipping lanes, the ecological balance would not tilt so heavily in favor of invasive carp at the expense of native species. So, you know, that's the that's the um, take from from at least one environmental group. Okay. And the Illinois Department of Natural Resources, as well as some other state um, agencies, not just in Illinois, but I know in Kentucky as well, have used that fish and they've actually shipped the fish overseas to resell in China because people still eat the fish that's there. And Mm -hmm. people there who do eat the fish, they claim that it's mildly flavored, it's firm, it's flaky, and it's caught in fresh water. Um, is, is, there a, is this anything that's catching on uh, with restaurants in Illinois and Missouri? Yeah, you know, um, the this new marketing campaign includes a pretty robust website. It's choosecopy.com if folks are interested. Um, and it includes a whole list of restaurants, many of them in the Chicago area, that are serving kopi. Um, and, you know, I've heard similar things. Like I said, I haven't eaten it myself, although it's it's on my bucket list. Um, <laughs> okay. But apparently it has a pretty clean flavor profile. It's a little more savory than tilapia, but firmer than cod, as you mentioned. Um, although apparently it's a tough fish to debone. 
Um, so what a lot of restaurants are doing is grinding it up into like, you know, I saw Kopi burgers and like Kopi po'boys. <laughs> um, those were some, you know, popular menu items. So yeah, if you go to choosekopi.com, if folks are interested, I don't think I saw any in Missouri specifically, but, um, but a good number of restaurants in, in the Chicago area and outside of Illinois are, are now serving Kopi. Well, who knows? Maybe that change is coming soon to Missouri. Thank you very much, Dana. Uh, Cronin, you're a reporter at Harvest Public Media, and you're based in Champaign-Urbana, Illinois, at Illinois Public Media. Thank you very much, Dana, for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Today's episode was produced by Alex Hoyer, with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. Our executive producer is Alex podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.